Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. to the point tonight, and um, I, you know when I got sick uh, a month ago, five, six weeks ago, man, that thing knocked me around, attacked me in my throat, and I went down for a good five days, and um, they gave me a medication, they, I don't never take pills, I never, I have an aversion to anything, if I even take a disparate, I think I'm high, and I just can't, you know, and they apparently don't get you high, but... I reckon they do. <laughs> and uh, give me Nurofen and I'm gone. I'm just just crazy. And uh, so I try and stay away from all medication. And uh, But they, I, I, I capitulated. You know what capitulate means? I gave up and um, I went to the doctor and I said, this is really killing me. And he gave me, he said, I'm going to have, he took one look. He went, whoa, I, I, man, that's not a great... That's not a great uh, response you, you want. Whoa. When the doctor goes, whoa, and he looks down your throat, he goes, he says, I'm going to have to give you strong medication. And, uh, okay, great. So I go to the pharmacist, and then the pharmacist says, whoa, these are strong medication. I mean, great. Okay, so I end up with these horse tablets about this big, and uh, I took them, and, of course, I was asleep in about 20 minutes after that. Uh, I just, boom, I was out for about two hours, and... And, uh, and, and they worked. Uh, I took one, I took two, I, I took three, and, uh, and I think I didn't want to take any more because these things were lethal. I could f- feel it poisoning my body, actually, while it was healing me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a funny trip, isn't it? It's killing you, but it's, it's healing you. Um, so, I, I, and tonight, I want to just give you a dose of, like, that medication uh, of the Word of God, so I'm going to just give you the Word. Uh, I hope you got your Bibles. And uh, I, 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 th- this message comes from me. Uh, this message comes, and I s- said this before. I was reading Galatians on holiday, chapter two, and Paul turns up after 14 years preaching, doing his own thing. Turns up to Jerusalem. He's got to give an account to uh, Peter, James, and John, and he's got to give an account for. His version of the gospel. And, and, and it came up good. It was all good. They said, yep, yeah, that's what we believe. And Paul virtually got his gospel from, from heaven. He downloaded it from heaven. Imagine that. And he said, well, this is my version. And it was actually even deeper, more profound, even than the, some of the other versions. But Paul, that is great. They gave him the all clear. You go preach that. You go preach that to the, um, to the Gentiles. Peter, you go preach to the Jews, you know that. But there's a scripture there in Galatians chapter 2 that says, and there were spies looking on the freedom that God's people had, the New Testament people had. So as opposed to the Jews that were bound up with religion, self-righteous, looking down on people, pointing the bony finger at people, the sinners, you know, tax collectors, if you were one of those, you were... You were gone. In, 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 you didn't want to even go near the church. You didn't want to go near uh, the, the, the synagogue. You didn't want to go near the Pharisees because they would, 
they would tell you that you are far from God. Amen? And so it wasn't, a great, it wasn't a great time to be a sinner in those days. So the gospel turned up, and uh, praise God for that, you know, and I want to explain that. Is that cool? I want to explain how good this gift is, but then I... Okay, so let's resolve that. Uh, yeah. Um, they were spied on because of their freedom. They, they weren't bound. They weren't just religiously turning up, serving God, cruddy, baptized in lemon juice. They, they were actually celebrating this freedom. And they were doing all the right things and going, we can do this. We can live the good life in God. They had joy. They had a sense of uh, peace, right standing with God. And they go, what are these people on? Now, they've got to, they've got to do the Ten Commandments and the 600 rules that the the Jews added to the Ten Commandments, by the way, 600 rules they added. Imagine that. Who wants to get saved? Uh, you have to adhere to the Ten Commandments and 600 rules. Who, who, who's keen for that? And, um, and of course, no one was, <laughs> except if you're self-righteous. And um, so I, I got that and I thought, wow, are people looking in on us, peering in on us, spying in on us, why we're so crazy for Jesus, why we're celebrating and why we're... You know, glad to be in Jesus? Uh, probably not. Uh, probably not. And, and um, I, I, think, I think one of the evidences is that, you know, we're not trying to drag people here. Garth says, how many people haven't been to this church before? How many? How many? Yeah. None. Okay, so everyone's been here before. Amen. And so we didn't get any uh, visitors in. We didn't get any uh, people worth, uh, you know all of us somehow didn't have the passion, the persuasion to reach out and bring someone here. So you've got to get to this church. Trust me, it's, man, you just got to get there. Look, just, you, you just work it out. You just get there and you let God do a number on you and see what happens. But that hasn't happened. And I think it doesn't happen because we don't understand uh, the depth of our salvation. So the Bible talks about the well of our salvation. So in this uh, preach tonight, I want to replumb the well of your salvation. Um, okay, so Abraham dug these incredible wells, and he was living off the land, dug these amazing wells. And, and then, of course, the, you know, the, God's enemies filled them in, threw in all this rubbish, dirt, debris, couldn't drink from the wells. Isaac came along, and he said, man, they're my father's wells. Man, I'm going to redig those. And they replumbed the wells, and they drank from those wells. Isn't that a good thing? And uh, you have a well, by the way. The Bible says, oh, well up, well up. You have a well of salvation. It's in you. You have a deposit of the Holy Spirit. You have a deposit of God on the inside of you. But it can be filled in with junk. It can be filled in with lots of TV programs and, and, and the world and idols and, 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 and sin and, 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 you know, bad attitudes, and you can, you know, I think one of the preaching series is down Oxford Falls is the detox series. Detox yourself uh, through the Word of God, of course, and being in Christ. Great stuff, Gar. And, um, and so then you end up with the minimal, a minimal value of your salvation. You end up with just only, okay, well, I'm in church. I guess that's enough. Uh, you know, look, I'm singing the songs. Hey, come on. But then you don't have confidence. The Bible says in Hebrews that we have confidence to approach the throne of grace. 
That means you'll see people front-footed worship, Jason. They're pushing in. They're going, I'm after you, Jesus. I'm coming after you tonight. Uh, But we probably don't see that uh, a lot either. People just going, well, I'm in the house and and, uh, that should be enough. And we don't see people really having this sense, man, this is great to be saved. Man, this is great to be in the house. Man, I'm glad I'm here, not in uh, Iraq, maybe. I'm here and not, uh, you know. And so why? When the gravity of the situation of our salvation is awesome, we've passed from darkness, spiritual darkness, into spiritual light. And then I'd say, I've got a bunch of scriptures and I've got one story that happened to some mates of mine who traveled uh, from England to South Africa. Who wants to hear that story? All right, so I've got one story and I've got a bunch of scriptures. I'm going to get you to swallow this massive pill of, of why salvation is awesome and why it does give us this sense of freedom. Is that cool? All right, so give it up for the Lord right there. Yeah, come on. The Word of God's powerful. It's a two-edged sword. I pray tonight that, that the well of your salvation would be stirred up and God would fill your well with uh, water. And, and dear God in heaven, we thank you for our salvation. Um, the message is called The Spirit There is Freedom. I've actually written this message only just a couple of hours ago. I had one message and I said, no, I've got to do it. I've just got so much material on this that I've, I've just put this out, just, I've just, it's so easy to, to uh, preach on, it was so easy to, uh, to download, so, so much great stuff about freedom, and it's about freedom, don't you love our little, little bird there, don't you love that, isn't that great, the little freedom uh, logo there, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, Amen? And the Spirit is here. We really welcome the Spirit. We love the Holy Spirit. And it's the Spirit of Jesus. Okay, so Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Let's just pull up there just, just for a little bit. And so Paul is warning the Galatians, don't go into works again. Don't go into, oh, I know how this works. Yeah, I, I, I carry my Bible around, pay my tithe, sing some songs, three hymns, three hers, uh, hear the preaching, and, uh, and I'm done and dusted. It's easy being a Christian. It's easy. No, it's not like that. It's your heart of flesh responding to God. And as your heart of flesh responds to God, He inscribes His Word upon your heart. And then he leads you into greener pastures of salvation. This is what I need to premise at the very start. Okay, this is a spiritual truth. It's even the same with babies. This is why it's really hard to get your head around. But everyone's born a sinner, including these beautiful babies. Everyone's born a sinner. That means they have a spiritual dile- they're born into a spiritual dilemma on this planet because of what Adam did. That's not fair. That's the way it is. The Bible's so explicit that everyone born on this planet falls short of the glory of God. Amen? And 
lo and behold, when that child gets old enough, they will show you that they are sinners. It might happen at two, willful attitude, oh, we're not going to do that, you know, and then it begins, and depending how good a parent you are, that child, train up the child in the way he should go, and he'll stay with it, and if you don't, you'll just do crazy stuff, he'll end up whatever. So, this is the image I have, everyone's bound, everyone's bound, and I'll go this way, because that's south, and um, yeah, there's a lot of songs about going south to Mexico, that's when you're running from the law, so... We'll go south. And, uh, but everyone, including all the great people that live in nice houses, got lots of money, doing well, even philanthropic work. And unfortunately, the Bible says they're bound to sin and death. And whether they like it or not, they're being led to ultimately a dark place. Did you get that? And we come and say, you need salvation. One guy, I just read the news the other day, he pulled up in the car park, there was a loud car, they, the young kids had come from a wedding, they were celebrating, black kid in the back seat, and uh, white man, older guy like myself, he said, turn it down, the guy goes, turn it up, and he took offense, got his gun out, shot the guy, and he, he'd lived a whole bunch of great life, but he just lost it, see, sin is in there, it's dormant, he just lost it, and, and he took it out on this blew him away, now he's in jail for the rest of his life. That's how, that's how this stuff can be dormant. But he's lived a good life, he's a good man, and, and, but that's what can happen. It, it can be just laying dormant, and, and, but you can be taken captive by drug addiction, alcoholism, um, you know, all sorts of vices and sins, amen? Even though you dress well and look great, it, that can be the case. So it's a dilemma that mankind's in. Now we've got to believe that, because we can be really fooled by believing this person looks so good, but they're so good. They present themselves so well. They're good people. They, 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 they even help, you know, third world countries and, and uh, they're, they're serving, the, 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 you know, the humanity in, in certain ways and, and they're serving their local community. They're, they're doing the life-saving stuff and they're, you know, they're doing all this great stuff. But still the Bible says they fall short of the glory of God and they are separated from God. And the Bible says they need salvation, they need rescuing. Amen? The, the, this is the extreme language that we must get used to. Oh, no, they just need to believe in Jesus and it'll be all fine as a philosophical view on life. If they believe in Jesus, as a give mental ascension to him, it'll be cool. No, it's far, it's far weightier, and it's called repentance. It's repenting of your shortfalling from God. So I needed to say that before I started. So, but Jesus came, and he said at the start, he said in, in Luke um, chapter 4, one of the first big statements he makes when he walks into the synagogue, the Spirit of the Lord, is. this is Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's, that's what the church should be doing. We should be doing that in general uh, out and about when we get back out there. And uh, we say, man, you can be set free from that, that fear. This is what you can be saying to your friend. You, you, you seem a bit anxious, but you can be set free from that. 
You seem a bit uh, fearful, friend, but you can be set free from that. You you seem a a little bit uh, doubtful, but you can be set free from that. See, the freedom is a real deal. Would you love to set someone free? I mean, a good person who is unjustly locked up. and Wouldn't you love to set them free? Don't you love those movies when they set all the the people free? You know, they, they get out and they set the others free. I love that stuff. So we're set free from condemnation and the slavery of sin. 2 Corinthians 3, 7 says, Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, this is talking about the Ten Commandments, came with glory, and that was a glorious thing, the Ten Commandments when it came down from the mountain, so that the Israelites could not look steadily on the face of Moses because of its glory. Moses had glory on him, they couldn't look on him. Transitory though it was, 3, 8 says... Will not the ministry of the Spirit, now, right now, be even more glorious? So the Holy Spirit's here, guys. But people want to see the, the, you know, something more visible, don't we? We'd love to see Moses. We'd love to see Pastor Phil come down from Chapman Hill with these two big stones of glory on his face. Check this out, guys. Just got this from Jesus. Check these words out. Oh, God. Whoa. Yeah. This is awesome. But it's not like that in the New Testament. It's about... You've been able to perceive the invisible of the Spirit of God. And if you don't, you miss out on so much of God, so much of church. That's why you need faith. Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious if the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious? Now much more glorious. How much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? So the law was like the schoolmaster The Old Testament was like constantly reinforcing the idea that we had a need, and the Old Testament constantly reinforces the idea that we need a Savior, Jesus, who eventually turned up. Amen? I'm going to help some people tonight. Just bear with me. Romans 6.6, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin, that's how we were before we were saved, our body was ruled by sin, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So the people that feel compelled to go down, downtown into Sinsville, you don't have to do that anymore. The people that have a propensity to miss the target of you know, loving God and giving, you know, giving their whole life to God and miss the target through sin and stuff. You don't have to do that. You have been set free from sin. Verse 7 says, uh, let's back it up to verse uh, 6, 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free. Say set free. From sin. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are no longer under the law. We're not under the law. We're under the the word of God. We're under the spirit of grace. Amen? Because you are not under the law but under grace. Thank you, Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Love that. Ephesians 4.22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life before you were saved, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its 
deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self. Put on the new self. Man, man, I know so many people that have completely, since I've known them for years, and short time even, look at some of the people in this church. I mean, just come to mind, I don't know. But they're changing. They're putting on the new self. You don't have to walk around with that old disposition of personality. or You don't have to lean into that old sin. You don't have to walk that old way of, of sinsville. You can walk a new way. You can live this because God's given you this ability. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Ephesians 4.22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Ah, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God. in Because you, we're, we're made to be like God, guys. Amen? We're made to be like Jesus. It's one of the key truths of our life, humanity. We're, we're born to be like Jesus. That's our, one of our high purposes in life. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. What? In righteousness and holiness. Colossians 3.9 says it like this. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Yeah, it's, it's Colossians 3.10 says, and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of the creator and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge of of the image of its creator. So we've been set free from the, uh, the dominion of Satan. That's another thing. So the first couple of scriptures were we've been set free from con- uh, condemnation and sin. And now we're going to state, and as I'm speaking these scriptures over you, something's going to shift off your life. Something's going to come deep down on the inside of your life. And you're going to be not a slave to sin and have a propensity to go, the way of sin, but you will have a propensity to go the right way if you understand this. You will just want to do the right thing. You want to start doing the right thing. Who, man, isn't that a great style of life? No, friend, I just don't know what. I'm not into that. No, I want to do this. I want to go this way. Yeah, but we're all going that way. Sorry, friend. I'm going this way. Even if you're by yourself and your six friends go that way, It's a great day when you can say by the power of the Spirit, I'm going this way. This is the way I feel to go by my heart, by my spirit, and what God's saying right now to me, I'm going this way. And the more you do that, the more you discipline your body, but the more of the reality of you becoming holy and righteous in God becomes. And you feel like you're set apart from this broken society, sinful society, you feel like all of a sudden, man, man, if I keep living like this, I could be a minister of the new covenant. Man, I think I could share with someone how to get free because God set me free of a bunch of stuff. Hey, Pastor Phil, can you, where do you want me, man? I think I can get some people set free. But if you don't understand your freedom, you, 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 you won't avail yourself. Go, man, I can't even get free myself, man. This is a... Man, it's like a labyrinth. I'm just walking around. I'm going down this road. I'm going here. I'm going to that meeting. Uh, I, I, I'm trying my best, but I just can't get out. That's, that's not what God wants. God wants you to understand that you are set free. Acts 26 verse 18 says, 
And this is the gravity of the situation that we're, that, that this dominion of Satan that runs a lot of the planet, we can, we can stand outside of that and we can declare good stuff and we can declare God's constructive work instead of being used like a tool and getting sucked in to the spirit of the age and, and, and you know, and, and allowing ourselves to be spent by, by the spirit of, of, of the enemy. We can stand outside of that and be strong in God. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. That's what we want to do for our friends. And from the power of Satan, yes, he has power, to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Colossians 1.13 says it like this, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. For he rescued us, say rescue, because that's the key word I need to tell the story. So salvation sometimes could mean just coming out the front and saying, I believe in Jesus and, and, and I believe that's powerful and it's real, but I believe it's so much more dramatic than that. And, uh, it was, and I've seen some dramatic salvations. One lady came, it was early days of the primary school hall, a lady came out and literally fell to her knees and uh, gave her life to Jesus. We didn't ask her to do that, she came out the front. But that's repentance, and Jesus said that. This is the number one key to get into the kingdom, to get fully redeemed by God, or saved by God, is repentance, to be absolutely sorry for your sinful condition. Everything that, that causes God, you know, uh, to, be, to be, you know, anything, just the smallest thing says, even if, we do, even if we're perfect, the Bible says, and we even do the smallest thing, like, who knows, overdue library books, I don't know, whatever, it's crazy, just what, bang, you're, you're done, you fall short of the glory of God, and you are bound to sin, that's proof that you are bound to sin, and that's why we need Jesus, amen? We can, we can be saved, and we can do a whole bunch of stuff. Even serial killers get saved. I even found out the other day that Son of Sam is a 70 serial killer in New York. He was shooting people, and uh, years later, he gave his life to Jesus. Gave his life to Jesus, got saved. So, because he believed in Jesus, and Jesus became his salvation, and he was made righteous in right standing with God through Jesus, not through good works. So it's a, it's a great gift if you, if you really take it on for what it's worth. The rescue I want to talk about is, I had friends, I, I lived with some guys in the 70s, a couple, of, a couple of my mates, three of my mates worked for Qantas as teenagers, and they're only working there for all the holidays you could take abroad, 90% off your airfares, and uh, imagine that every time you had your holidays, you, they just take off. They, they did the Himalayan mountains, the Aztec cities, and uh, they, they were, oh, man, in four years, in their four-year apprenticeship, they had traveled the world, the world. And uh, these were clever guys, strong guys, good, good intelligent guys, and um, they'd gone to England and uh, answered an ad in the paper, and uh, this guy wanted a crew on his boat to go across the English Channel, and uh, they put their hand up. They're very adventurous guys, very manly guys. These guys were, I think they were about 20 by that time. 
and they answered the ad because they were on a working holiday. That's right, by that time, working holiday in, in uh, they were on in the corner uh, ground staff. Anyway, I'm telling him because he's an airline pilot. And one was an electrician. He was a genius electrician. He was one of the first guys. He was one of the pioneers of the whole video uh, thing. And uh, yeah, he used to earn lots of money. And um, but two of these guys that I knew had answered the ad in the, in the paper in England to become crew on a, on a yacht, and they got halfway across the English Channel, and all hell, the way they expr- explained it, all hell broke loose by a massive storm. Uh, my two mates are on the deck just trying to batten the hatches and, and do what you do on a yacht, and they're going, where's the captain, man? Where, where, where is he? You go down and find out where he is. He's been missing for about 10, 15 minutes, and they, one, of, one of my mates went down into the cabin and the, and the skipper of this boat who owned the boat, he was polishing a spoon. He had actually short-circuited. He just had a meltdown and had a disassociation of the whole deal. And, and they started to throttle him and said, you're going to get us out. You're, you know how to you know, skipper this, we don't, you know, they started to throttle him and, and uh, I'm not sure if that helped. Um, <laughs> and um, somehow they got out of that, got back to shore and they bought the boat off him. It was, it was such a traumatic event for this guy, he actually sold the boat to my two mates. So then my two mates, very clever guys, remember, they did a whole skipper's, they did navigation, they did everything you need to skipper their own boat. And their heart, not their heart, but their desire, their dream, was to sail that boat from England to South Africa and eventually home to Australia. I get that, they're 20 years of age, I mean, great, great story. But um, they got halfway, they got to off the coast, I think, the east coast of Africa, and again, another massive storm blew through them. And um, one of my mates, very strong guy, he said, I was literally thrown off the boat. I reached out and just grabbed the railing of this, this yacht. And the ocean was trying to suck me into the ocean, into the swirling mass of storm. And with all my strength, I had to hang on. And it actually reefed his arm out of its socket. And he pulled himself, and he literally had a sore shoulder for about six years after that, and pulled himself back up. And somehow they stabilized the boat and uh, they brought, and they were smashed up the sails, and, and uh, they were limping to the coast of South Africa. And uh, all of a sudden, Air Sea Rescue, two helicopters came in. And they go, what is going on? And they realized that the, these, um, <laughs> these guys were being dropped out of the helicopters down into the ocean to swim ashore. And they go, no, we're right. We're right. Very proudful guys, of course. We're right. We can do this. We're going to limp back. But we don't, certainly don't want your help. Despise which, how, you know, how much is this going to cost? And we just don't want all this fanfare. And... Um, <laughs> Two guys dropped into the water. Goes, what are you guys doing? We saw you on the radar, man. What's happening to you? Said, no, we're cool, man. Go back, go back. No, we're we're engaged. We have to we have to bring you in. They brought in the whole harbour was full of people waiting for these guys to come in, and they were taking photos. The news crew was there. Made it in the big, made it in the 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 actual papers here in Australia. (laughs) 
they were dying a thousand deaths. But it was so dramatic, and they were just they were just so you know they were so humbled by that. But that is what rescuing is like for salvation. That's that that is actually rescuing, and that is what salvation is literally like. Salvation is not just a, a cute little "I believe in Jesus," you know. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's much more dramatic than that. And I think it's very much probably like that story. <laughs> Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Ephesians 1.7 uh, let's go to Romans 3.22. This righteousness is given through faith. So faith is the key issue here in Jesus Christ. You won't receive the totality of your salvation if you don't have robust faith. If you really don't say, God, I really believe what you did on the cross. I believe what you've done. Uh, the blood that you shared and the great price that you paid for me. You've really got to buy into that. And if you need to, watch the Mel Gibson depiction of the passion of Jesus being crucified. If you're struggling with the, with the immensity of your salvation and how, how graphic it is, how brutal, but how dramatic it is, watch that movie, do you know what I'm saying? And understand how dramatic your salvation really is. Because when you do, it's then when you have a true appreciation of your salvation. This righteousness in which we stand before God is given through faith in Christ Jesus, Romans 3.22, to all who believe. You've got to believe there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We pass from spiritual death into spiritual life. 1 John 3.14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. And then, of course, we could talk about the Holy Spirit, the regeneration that happens when you get saved. Uh, Titus 3.5 says it like this, He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of the rebirth by the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Now that happens whether you like it or not. When you say yes to Jesus and it's sincere and genuine, that happens, but you don't know it. You don't really experience it. But the Bible says it's true. When you give your life to the Lord and you are saved, your beating heart is reconstituted. Say reconstituted. And the Ezekiel 36, help me, what scripture is it got? Verse 18, 19. Your heart now is a flesh. Your heart, God can inscribe His love on that heart. You're just not receiving Scriptures to your head. It's into your heart. And the more you receive Scripture and the more you receive God's Word under your heart, the attitude of your life changes. You go, God, I'm really... Man, this is awesome what you've done for me. And then as you allow the Holy Spirit, and I could give you Scripture after Scripture... But my time is gone. What I want to say, the more you allow the Holy Spirit, see, it's the Spirit that gives you a sense of freedom. It's the Spirit that leads you to the rock that is higher than I. It's the Holy Spirit that constantly reiterates, you're saved, you're good, you're in right standing with God. Marty, you're good, you're in right standing with God. You're on a journey of holiness. Now, when Marty realizes that, he is taken captive, literally, 
The Bible says we're a slave to Jesus. But really, Paul says, I am a servant to you, Jesus. So slave, we have the wrong connotation there. But actually, you can be a good slave. There were good slaves that used to serve their masters. You've ever seen movies where the slave has been treated well? But the Bible says we become a son, uh, a son of the house. Slaves, slaves don't have a permanent house. A slave to sin doesn't have a permanent house in God. But a son in God does. And a son being led by the Spirit of God. When I say son, it means sons and daughters, all right? Girls, sorry. But it's you then being led by the Spirit. And the Bible says if you stay in the Spirit, you, you, you begin this journey of becoming more holy and righteous. Oh, that's a little bit. You know, that's a, you know, gee whiz, we can't. Be. Yes, you do. You become clean. You ever sense people who are clean and then people who are maybe unclean in the spirit? They've been dabbling with stuff and, you know, we love them and forgive them. But there's a place where you, you give off. The Bible says that we are, what does it say in Corinthians? That we're a, a, a fresh fragrance, a, a fragrance of life to some and a fragrance of death to others. I, I believe that God wants us to get us to a place that we have a fragrance, a spiritual fragrance of life. And people go, man, who was that guy? Who was that girl? They just have this beautiful spirit about them. It's a beautiful thing. And I think that's what the world's waiting for, where the church becomes... So um, can we just quote that last scripture and that'll do me... Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.17, guys, right at the end, right at the end. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Thanks, guys. You can come up. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Not freedom to play up and do your own thing, but a freedom to live for Jesus. It frees us up to serve God. It frees us up to live for God. It's a freedom. See, some people go, oh, I'm saved, man. Now, now I'm in. Now, now I can, now maybe I can get away with some stuff. Now, now, now I can, maybe I can do this, maybe do that. Maybe I can even do that. He'll forgive me. I oh, look, I'm man, I can get away with that because God covers me with grace. He knows me and he loves me. And but if you're using your grace to as a license to do sin he knows that and that's not a good day you will find yourself your heart will grow colder your heart will become the bible says your heart deceives you you'll get colder and you'll find yourself down this dark alley you'll find yourself going south and you'll find yourself but if you're led by the spirit and the spirit's going no this way go this way this way is the way that God has for you. The Bible says there's a, a wide, a wide gate that leads to destruction, but there's a narrow gate that leads to life. Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit restraining. No, there's so much life within the this way, the way of righteousness. Yeah, there's thrills and spills, but the Bible says, but what did it give you? It gave you a guilty conscience. 
Yeah, you did stuff, you did stuff, you did this, you tried that and experimented with that. But what did it do? Your Bible says the wages, the, the, the wages of sin is death. You actually earn that stuff. But the Bible says salvation is a gift. It's a free gift. A free gift. We gotta unpack it, guys. Really, let's let's begin to unpack this salvation that we have. Replumb the well of our salvation. Really understand that when you got saved, your heart was regenerated. Your heart was was reconstituted to know God, love God. He can reach you now. He can talk to you. Give Him a chance. Give Him a chance to lead you into the, the, the everlasting life. And you'll be transformed. You'll start to... You'll start to lose all that craggy stuff, ugly stuff. You'll start to lose all that bad attitude stuff. You'll start to lose all that doubt and worry. You'll start to lose that. It'll fall off you. It'll fall off you. And you'll start to walk in the radiance of the Lord. And the Bible says, the last scripture, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The Spirit, guys. You really have to buy into this stuff. Let's stand. God bless you. It's the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.